Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It is the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Episode 589 is what it's looking like this week. Doug? How's it going, everybody? Glad you're here, man. (laughs) I am, too. Austin, you're here on the intro, but you weren't here on this episode, so that yeah. makes a ton of sense. That's right. That's right. How's everybody doing? Not to confuse people. It's good. You know, it doesn't have to make sense. It's our show. <laughs> we'll do what we want. We'll do what we want. <laughs> but uh, thank you for being here. Uh, let's get a couple announcements out of the way, because it's like, uh, you know, remember in, in high school there was announcements? They had like... Over the PA? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever read them at your school? Uh-uh. They didn't, you were like the last dude that they probably won't read them at school, huh? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, to, hey. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> uh, let's get a, a couple. So t- t- at, today, at this junior. point, you have less than 24 hours to enter our WCB Mountain Ops preseason hunting gear giveaway. Got to get on it. Bows, coolers, bunch of accessories. You just have to go to the link in our bio or go to Mountain Ops. Use code WCB. Any purchase gets you entered. Doesn't matter. Anything over $100 doubles your entry. Um yeah, so you have less than 24 hours from the time this launches to act on that. It ends end of the day, Friday. Get on it. So I don't know if that's midnight. It might be. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, you have 24 hours. Get on in there if you want to get in that giveaway. And we're also doing monthly YouTube giveaways. Just engage with that month, whatever month it is. It's September right now. It's crazy. Uh, comment on September's videos or the previous month. We'll go through and pick. So I also like the video while you're there. Just like and share it. Doesn't hurt. What are you, lazy? Help us out. We're struggling. <laughs> uh, the podcast is... Well, you got a veteran shout-out? We should read that first. Yeah, I do. Um, this is made by Alexis Olinger, and the veteran is Louis Santana. It says, in the Navy. It says here, five-year Navy veteran in a search and rescue helicopter squadron. Whoa. Four deployments in the five years. Damn. Woof. Hardcore bow hunter works... Hard every day to have fun in the woods, believes archery and the outdoors can do so much for one's mental health. Uh, and I think agreed. we all agree on that. Amen. For sure. For sure. Thank you for your service. So he's a bow hunter and 3D archer. So very cool. Thanks awesome. for spending that, Alexis. And uh, thank you for your service, Lewis. 
Lewis, thanks for your service, brother. And Appreciate four appointments you. in five years. Ooh. That is putting in some work. That's actually all work is what <laughs> yeah. that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, thank you for that. Yep. That is crazy. Cool. Good job, Doug. You read that pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Even though you probably got their last name wrong, it sounded like you knew it. And I think that's what counts. You Confidence. Know, yeah. I just need to be more confident about Assertive it. Assertive with it. Like If I'm going to mess up, I might as well just go confidently. Yeah, screw disrespect our country's heroes confidently. Con- confidently, though. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna do it, that's the way to do it. Um, hey, another announcement I just uh, thought of that we need to hit on this one, um, and this is something that seems like a long way away, but it's it'll be here before you know. Not, it's less than a year. It's actually about a year, uh, a little less, depending on what week you want to go. Uh, we've talked a lot about our South African trip last year. And Sam and Linda from Old Barn went back with Stuart this this year, and they love it. And we have six weeks. Actually, one the sixth week is already booked. We have five weeks of camp. Five whole weeks. Five whole weeks from late June into September. Yeah. So if you're wanting to go, we're gonna we have I don't I have specifics as we speak. We're getting ready to record another podcast for it. But right now, Stuart's putting together a special. Um, hunt package for five animals. It's going to be about $5,500 for five animals. So do the math. It's a deal. And when I, you know, I think the, my quote of it's cheaper than a guided elk hunt in the States, that proves it, especially five animals, $5,500. Um, add-ons are welcome. So if you do book with us, um, Eric's got a week, Doug has a week, I have two weeks, Jacob has a week with Victory Drive, and uh, Sam and Linda with Old Barn have an Old Barn week during one of my weeks as well at mm-hmm. another camp. So there is openings right now. There is a full episode coming that is going to break down more of it. And uh, But I'll tell you, it will it will book quick because it is a cheaper hunt. And uh, we're going to party. We're going to podcast. Oh, it's going to be a blast. It'll be, it'll be awesome. So that being said, if you want to go, email us, message us on socials. Um, if you ever thought about it. Now's the time to hop on. Man, take the leap and do it. I said I was going to go down. First, I said I wasn't interested. And then I said, I'll go down one time. Now I'm going back a year yeah, later. Yeah, we're all so going back. Yeah. It, it's a riot. It's a blast. So, that being said, you know, if you want to go, I'd jump on that because um, once they're full, they're full and we'll have to just wait. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going to tear it up. Uh, the podcast is brought to you by Elite Archery. Mm. Um, mm. Oh, man, so good. I've been shooting my arrow. A lot. I didn't get that. I just put my sight Done. tape on the dial today. I've been bombing out some. I didn't go too you much. You committed to the sight tape? You picked which one you needed? Yeah, I did. I shot for a, you know, a while, and uh, what I did was, I just, what I did, I got all the way up to 70, and then I wanted to have some days of like going right outside and shooting cold at 70, because I think that really tells you if you're on or yeah, off. Yeah, I like agree with that. Burning yourself out and trying to get it perfect. For a whole and, day, just. Yeah, just get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel good, and I, don't, I, didn't, I was gonna shoot further past seventy, but my eyesight, dude, I, I kind of went on that tirade on our episode, mm-hmm. um, and I just uh, I didn't want to push it. You know, it's, I'm good at seventy, and it, I, I think that's more than enough. More than enough, but I have to focus. It's I have to be like, all right, that's where I'm aiming. So, but I'm also aiming at, aiming at a three inch dot at seventy yards yeah, through a people. No, so sure. yeah, that's a long ways back. If you like on a deer target, you'd be just fine. Yeah, I think so. So uh, yeah, elite shooting the era. Uh, got it all pimped out. Our redline uh, guru arrow rest, the dialed archery site, victory arrows, running slick trick viper tricks this year on the sets up. Ooh. 
Ooh. Uh, also running Redline Quiver on stabilizer. there. Redline stabilizer. Redline Stabilizer setup. Um, we're going to be hunting over some big time plots while wearing Huntworth and then using our loopholes while we're hunting. Damn. I'm casually running through yeah, these babies like a professional right now. And you know what I'm going to do? Once I see those bit, that buck fall down through my 10 by 42s from loophole, I'm going to get that baby and cape him out and guess where I'm fucking going. Where? Old barn tax. Holy shit. And I'm going to be so happy when I get there that I'm going to drink a Coors Light. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Three through a loophole, huh? You weren't expecting that. I was not ready for that one. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, of course, I had a whole library of pictures of that deer from my Black 8 trail camera. and. <sighs> I bought all the accessories I'd need, the bow hooks from Camel Fires on the app. Oh, and, my God. You know, I may have gotten my victory arrows through the Arrow ID Builder from Black Ovis. And, uh, you know, I quartered that deer out, and we put it in a grizzly cooler. Damn. With some ice. Oof. Because, you know, it holds that ice. I mean, what's left, Doug? He he got them all. Um, what did you shoot the deer out of? Where were you hunting? I was out of a trophy line saddle or a Novix, or it could have been a grizzly box blind. I don't know. The details are vague, Doug. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> you were so specific earlier. <laughs> You're quizzing me here, okay? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Catch it when you need to catch it. Not after <laughs> all that. All right, all right. <laughs> Come on, it's pretty good. That was good. I'm like a TV hunter. You got it down. Let me set this elite down right here. Yeah. <laughs> they always do that, you know, like, oh, let me put the Thompson Center down. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever they're sponsored by. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Watch out for the grizzly cooler. <laughs> no, don't trip. Watch it. Don't trip over the cooler. It's heavy. There's a there's a beer and some backstrap and some ice in there. Let me pull out my... God, we need a bourbon spar- sponsor. Um, did we hit it all? Oh, yeah. It was eating out of the big time plot. Man, that's fun. That was nice. You're actually going to be taking some grizzlies out camp. You leave. You're gone when I'm, this airs. Yeah, I'm leaving in three days. So I actually just grabbed the coolers and you're taking a lot of coolers. Truck. Yeah, hey, you four know what? of them. Today's the day, Austin. You're killing a bull today. today. I hope so, man. That'd be great. Okay, congratulations. Appreciate it. <laughs> what day? What day would this be? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday morning. Thursday. I start the seventh. Yeah. So the tenth. That's okay. I go till the eleventh, so that'd be about right. No, nope, day I'm number wrong. four. Sorry, the seventh would be today, Thursday, next Thursday. Yeah, yeah oh, today. opening day, bull. I like hey. this. Congratulations, dude. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Congrats, Tomando. <laughs> Doug is the mustache agreeing with that. I don't know. Opening day is a little. It's aggressive. Best time to get them. Hey, if it's a big it, one. When, when are you done? Uh, the eleventh. <laughs> the ninth. The ninth. Yeah, I'd say first or second day. I can't say the eleventh. Second day, you'll be on for why. sure. But you know, congratulations on your bowl. Appreciate it, guys. Dude, it's a monster. Hope you're right. It's, it's a monster. monster. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Three forty. Three forty. Could be. Uh, yes, Doug. Please uh, confer and uh, uh, make sure that's right. I saw a three thirty-seven. What's that? Three thirty-seven. Yes, I saw yes, a three. <laughs> I saw a big bowl last year. I saw a bowl that big last yeah. year. He's gonna be bigger oh, this year. I know year. they're out there. Just saying, dude. I'm I'm rooting for you. I See? hope so, man. I saw a big undershot. I saw a big one hunting bears there. I'll put it this way: I'm not going to pass a 290 in hopes for a 350. No, 290 is going to take an arrow. Okay, got to do that. You mean a 337? A 337 would be nice. Yeah, and a half. <laughs> really, 337, three inches on over you know, 300 inches. People is, care about that. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard uh, makes a big difference. 
Experiences a lot. Okay, we had to get out of here and get to this podcast. Uh, this podcast was a ton of fun. I would tell you, uh, I learned a lot about Waypoint and yeah. TV in general. These are great guys, and I have they know their shit. Since we recorded this episode, obviously we're doing this intro after the fact. I've been playing Waypoint TV, just like the live stream TV going all the time, and I'm in fucking love with it, dude. It's free. I have it going through LG, one of the LG channels yeah. out there right now in the studio, and I just turn it on and let it play. It's great. It's that easy. I love it. So check it out. Support Waypoint. Waypoint. God, I'm fucking it up. Thanks for being here, guys. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munson, Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. This is a different vibe than we're normally used to, but we're doing this uh, via the dark web. We have two important figures from the Waypoint TV network joining us uh, via Witchcraft. So thank you guys for doing this. I wish you guys were in studio, but this is how we're going to do it for this week. Well, thanks, thanks for, for having us. us. So whoever wants to go first for people listening, because it's digitally people watching, you'll know who's who, but just introduce yourselves. And let's just chop it up. Sure. Turner, why don't you go first? Sure. So I'm Turner Roland. I work with uh, Waypoint doing doing a number of things. One of the one of the things that I do is is working with the podcast network that we have. Um, working with working class bow hunter and um, actually filling the uh, the ad inventory that you guys hear. So for all those uh, uh, manscaped ads and and <laughs> mobile ads and, <laughs> and all that good stuff, um, that's uh, that, that's part of my doing. Um, besides from that. Um, I'm a, uh, I, I'm very passionate about hunting and fishing and being in the outdoors, uh, particularly bow hunting and fly fishing. Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate all your help too with uh, yeah, making me read about grooming your nuts. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for putting up with our asses too over the last couple months. <laughs> oh, thanks for having us. Um, yeah, we, I really wish we could do this in person, but um, here we are. Next time. Next time. Yep. Next then we got a, yeah. a more attractive. Uh, fine like wine version of Turner is also in the house here. <laughs> well, I'm Turner's dad. I'm Tom Roland, and um, lucky enough to uh, to have Turner and uh, his brother Hayden and his uh, sister Hannah. And um, Hayden and Turner and I like to uh, to go bow hunting for elk in Montana. That is our annual trip that we spend a lot of time preparing for and getting ready for in my regular life i um, am a television producer for saltwater experience into the blue life on the water 
and also have the Tom Roland podcast. And uh, I guess we probably may go into the origin story, but for the reasons of uh, people cutting cable and starting to watch television in a different way, um, about six years ago, I guess we, we saw the need to try to find a solution for that. And uh, that didn't exist. We looked everywhere. I mean, we would have gladly just gotten on someone else's platform or, or, or whatever. YouTube wasn't working really that well for us because um, we really have a lot of sponsors. Our, all of our shows are, are supported by sponsors. So we weren't able to, to give them any sort of sponsor you know, exclusivity. So we just kind of thought, well, we'll just build our own. And uh, we were very naive, had no idea what it took to do it, and uh, just got started and went down that path far enough to where there was no turning back. And uh, that's where we are today. Waypoint's grown into something that, that really that it, it wasn't originally built to be what it is today. Um, and that's, that's a good thing because it's grown What do you mean by past. that? Well, when we first started thinking about Waypoint, it was really going to be just for how do we um, get more viewers onto our shows? And mm. so we've been on we've been on lots of different networks: ESPN, OLN, uh, Versus, um, on and on down the line. The Outdoor um, or Sportsman's Channel, um, all kinds of different channels. And as the as the viewership declined, we had to get on more and more and more networks. And so we, we noticed, we were like, well, if everybody's cutting the cable, where are they going? Because they want to watch this same type of content. And at the time, YouTube was very different than it is today. It was mostly short videos and different types of videos, very cluttered. Um, a lot of people were, were there, but it wasn't what it is today. Um, so we just thought, well, they've got to be going somewhere. So we got to be able to figure out some way that we can catch them. Uh-oh, I went dark. Um, and so it was really designed at first just to be for our, our shows that we have. We have four shows. And um, along the way, we started thinking, well, you know, this could, be a, this could be a good thing for all the shows. And so we started welcoming other producers onto the, onto the network. And then the same kind of thing happened with the podcast network of um, let's, let's see if we can well, I, I saw with the, the problem with the podcast network is if you've got a podcast that gets 5,000 listens a month or 10,000 listens a month, very difficult to get any sponsorship for that because, or it was for us because I'm used to television numbers. And so if I went and presented those kind of numbers to a sponsor, I wasn't getting much of an audience. Mm -hmm. And so kind of got the idea that if you got a whole bunch of people together that you could sell sponsorship to, um, sponsors that were used to seeing those kind of numbers. And that's, that's kind of the way it's gone. It's, you know, we're hacking our way through the jungle with a machete on it. Honestly, we're, we're, you know, we're really carving a new path and, and a lot of this stuff, um, we don't really have very many people to look at that, you know, like, let's see what they're doing over there. And when in the television world, we could, we could do that. We could look at, at the, the legends of, of, um, fishing like bill dance and roland martin and all those guys and just like follow a follow a a, a playbook that they've already done mm -hmm. this is this is different this digital world's different so yeah we're learning as we go you know well i think a lot of people either jumped ahead of it or into it however really you want to look at it and are in the position you guys are in 
and a lot of people relate to it, um, especially the generation or two above us. And so it's cool to see you guys like being ahead of the of the curve there and kind of forming your own like making your own mold. But what what so what year was Waypoint founded then? Like what what year are we talking about when you started like six six or seven years ago? Okay. Um, so what what is that? It was twenty twenty three now. So um, it had been just after we started. So we started our first episode launched March of twenty fifteen. Yeah. So you're just right after, which I mean, how long have you been doing your podcast? Podcast? Um, well, I just got my 800th episode. Congrats. Um, yeah. But um, so when did that start? That 800, dude. Like we don't run into many people that have more than years us. Ago. Yeah. Well, COVID. Uh, I started doing a lot more episodes during COVID. You know, because yeah. what what else are you going to do? I mean, Damn, dude, you turn and burned. <laughs> Yeah, but I do Five, three a week. Eight hundred you know? episodes. Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so three three a week. One's a full length. One is a how to, and one is is a physical Friday. You know how to stay in shape to to be able to do what we all like to do outdoors. Um, and so those those add up real real fast. But yeah, you know, you guys podcast is has crushing it, man. You're doing you. great on this thing. Thank you. Thanks. Um, I wanted to talk to you about because you're a. I, I mean, this is, this is a compliment. When I say <laughs> when I say old TV guy, I don't mean you're an old dude that was on TV. I uh-huh. I mean is you have the experience in that world which we can't even wrap our heads around. We're just a bunch right. of idiot podcasters who like to get drunk and uh and hunt sometimes. <laughs> and uh so we remember when we first started doing like trade shows, we spent more time plugging like what a podcast was in general. And then by the time mm-hmm. I got around like, Oh, and then, so we're a bow hunting. And then the dude's like walking away, you know, <laughs> and we're like, Oh wait, but we didn't get to never mind, you know? So like, yeah, I feel like there was a catch up period to what we were doing with podcasting and the hunting world, blah, 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 you know? And I'm sure you might've maybe experienced some of that with the type of TV you did. And for sure with podcasting, you had to have seen that with podcasting. Well, a little bit with podcasting. You guys are before me, and um, but in the podcast world, there's no doubt. I, I just did this 800th episode the other day, and the big big takeaway from that was basically how to do 800 episodes. And the answer was you got to get started. You have to get started because I sat around thinking about, man, I've got all these great ideas for podcasts, and I got all hung up on what microphone I was going to get and what recording device I was going to get. And the next thing I know, a year and a half, two years have gone by, and I'm still going on Amazon and looking at microphones and stuff like that Till one day I just said, man, fuck it. I'm just buying this right here, whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. I'm and I got started, and that was really the secret. Once I got started, you know, things started rolling. But And I was saying in this podcast that I could have – 1100 episodes by now if i had started when i had the idea and and yeah it may have been too early and it would have been rough but it was rough anyway right mm-hmm. i mean if you go back to your first episode i'm sure it's rough <laughs> like the audio is probably terrible it's worse don't do it over one another and all kinds of stuff is happening for but sure the, the key is getting started and um you know luckily in the television world we did not have that mm-hmm. because there were like people that had had paved this road in front of us specifically bill dance roland martin um in the saltwater world we had mark sosen doing the same thing all these guys did the same exact thing it was a sponsor driven television show to where they they 
bought the time. They produced the show on their own and they sold the sponsorship into it and they got to keep whatever was left over. It was a blueprint. Shaw Grigsby was, he, he invited me to be on, on the show, um, on his show. That was my first television show that I ever did. And I saw how it worked and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And Shaw has been an incredible mentor. When we decided we wanted to do our own show, he said, well, you, use my crew, take my crew and go do this. We had no idea what we were doing. Wow. So, it, you know, he was very gracious and very nice and helped us get started like that. But um, everybody knew television. What they were looking for in television was something new and something original. We kind of accidentally happened upon that mm -hmm. because all of the shows, all of the people that I just mentioned, they were all single hosts. They looked straight at the camera. They talked right directly to the audience. Nothing wrong with that, but we had two people. Mm -hmm. And so when we tried to do that, it was we were talking over each other. It was awkward. It didn't work. Uh, we were told when we first submitted the, the first pilot to uh, the Outdoor Channel, they turned us down. They said, man, this is terrible. <laughs> you, you're going to have to go back to the drawing board. And so we did and uh, um, got a new producer. And he had this idea of like a more of a dateline kind of thing where where one camera is kind of behind me, catches a little bit of my head and he's he, and it's on my partner. And then when he's talking, it's the same kind of thing here, like a like a documentary kind of news style thing where we're sitting at this table and uh dude it worked it worked people loved it it seemed just incredibly fresh and unique but it was just out of necessity i mean it was basically because we tried to copy what the other people were doing and we were terrible at it yeah so uh he came up with a better format and uh but you know to your point that was all that was very very um mainstream like that's exactly what everybody was doing we just did it slightly different and we were younger and everything was it seemed fresh and unique yeah. on the podcasting side like when you guys got started in 2015 i mean this was a different space and i'm sure that you're so thankful that you got started when you did because you got such an incredible head start on mm -hmm. where it is today and you laid that foundation and now now you got a great thing yeah. yeah, we're lucky that we started when we did. I We actually thought of the idea pretty much a full year before. But I, like, I think <laughs> about like what would have happened if we would have started like early 2014. Like maybe it just wouldn't have worked. I, I just well, feel like the timing worked, you know, like we're fortunate. It all just worked out. But, you know, it's cool to think about for sure. Yeah, um, well, I, the timing, the timing is something that um, it is is very interesting because if you are too early and we saw something like waypoint long time ago uh, man this was probably this was probably 15 years ago we call people out right now us. let's go let's call some people i'm <laughs> somebody <kidding>. came to <laughs> us and they were like we we this is what we're building and we didn't really understand it we were like i don't i don't know how this is going to work and uh, but basically looking back on it in hindsight they were basically outlining a digital network that's like waypoint and, but they were way too early and no one could figure it out. No one could understand their vision. And so therefore it, it never made it. Mm -hmm. And then there was another one that was mostly a fishing one that started just before we did in at, at waypoint and they had lots of money and they poured a bunch of money into it, but it was also too early. And I think to our, to our advantage, we didn't have any money. And so our start was much slower. 
And those guys jumped in with both feet and lots of money, and then they couldn't get any support for it mm. because it was too early. People couldn't understand what it was. But you know, if they had come in two years later, probably would have been a big hit. Yeah, right. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of our story, too. You know, we hit, we hit at the right time. You know, we didn't have a lot of money when we started this shit. Currently, we don't know. We have a, <laughs> our, our whole setup, freaking 200 bucks. Oh, we had you know, $20 we, mics that came with the cord. And that's what I yeah. love about you. Like, remember that we went to uh, West Music in Moline, Illinois. It was like the cords were like 80 feet long. And it had like this yeah. like stand up comedy mic that if you dropped it, all the soldering would fall apart. And we recorded like 200 episodes of those things. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's what, we just hit the right time. We started slow and kind of build it, you know. It was, yeah. Well, that's what pisses me off out. a little. And someone's like, if someone will come into us and ask us how to start a podcast, well, that's great. Like, I'm glad you came to us. But also, if we're your first source on what mic you should get, just look at some pictures or something and figure out which mic this is. <laughs> and if you don't want to buy this one, go. you can do it on your phone. Like you said, like just yeah. get going. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm curious, after all that being said, kind of laying out like the foundation, Turner, when did you start getting your feel like, did you have anything to do with the TV world? And then like, what were your thoughts when Waypoint got kicked off? Like, where was your mindset on all this? Um, well, I'm not sure that you know how old I am. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm 25 so the uh when this was happening I, I mean i just graduated high school now on the tv side like growing up um i was on solar experience and, and into the blue a few times um and so that gave me some exposure to the production side um i interned for waypoint as it was just kind of starting up um, which was really fun we were just basically going out to all these producers and saying like like please join our network you know, like we need, we need content. And, um, then I, then I went to work for some tech companies and, and kind of came back. And when I did it, it totally transformed, you know, um, what, what's really interesting now is we have what's called free ad supported television. So companies like Samsung TV plus LG Vizio, uh, Pluto have basically built what, what essentially is like a cable network, but it's free over Wi-Fi. And the reason it can be free is because it's supported by ads. So you don't have to pay subscription fees. So all these people that are cutting cords are now going to these fast channels. And, and I think really where we have progressed so much and really have built Waypoint where it is today is getting on those mm -hmm. early. And That's a new term, by the way, for this podcast. I know you and Eric had talked fast channels. We talked about fast channels. That's yeah. like a new term, right? That's, yeah. I mean, maybe not for you guys, but that doesn't get thrown around. No, for the most part, yeah. I mean, I think they, I think they use that in like consumer kind of things, or maybe it's more of an industry speak. I don't know. There's a lot of acronyms. I've had to learn all of these these acronyms. But yeah. fast is, yeah. I don't know. You just you turn on your TV, whatever it is. There's there's. Um, it's an interesting thing what happened though because the, the cable companies used to have a basically a wire that came into your house which they owned your house at that point they provided your television you paid for whatever cable package you wanted and as it got more and more and more expensive people started looking for other alternatives well the tv companies were pretty smart they're like well it's going into our tv and if that tv was hooked into the internet we could provide that and so now Samsung or LG or 
all these different television manufacturers realized that and they started building their own stuff on there. Hmm. And uh, so all you got to do is buy a, buy a new TV, one made in the last five years, and, and you have this. And so, most people don't even know. I went over to my dad's house. He has no idea. Uh, like how to, well, he doesn't know how to do any, anything on the TV other than go to the channels that he likes, but I'm trying to show him. I'm like, look, you got, you got this over here. And he's like, there are hundreds of channels for free. And most people don't know, but, um, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know what it was till Turner told me about it last week. <laughs> I didn't know about Every TV I have is like 10 years old. So Eric's yeah, hanging out well, with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might not work, but um, if, if it's a new TV, it does. And, and you know, they, they really put a lot of stuff on there. Um, and that's a reason for, you know, somebody to go buy a new TV. And I think they're selling a ton of TVs like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And what's really cool now is that, you know, I, I guess clearing up a point is that when you buy a TV, Waypoint is automatically on there. So on Samsung and LG, you buy a TV um marketing wrote out this little bullet point list for me to hit samsung channel 1184 and lg channel 718 you just click live tv it's on there it's it, it's really amazing technology and i mean there's no contracts or anything you just buy a tv yeah. so you're telling me the people just have live outdoor tv when they mm -hmm. buy a tv yep. yeah see yeah, that's the thing because they didn't they didn't really before um, Waypoint, there's a couple other channels that are providing some hunting and fishing content, but, um, on some of these channels, we're the only ones Yeah, and, um, on some of the big ones. And there's a tremendous amount of viewership there because cable's gotten really, really expensive. Fuck, and yeah, most kidding. people that are, tw that are Turner's age or whatever, they're, I mean, they call them, they call them cord cutters. And then there were like, there, there's another term like cord nevers. Like they're ne they never had one. They don't understand what it is, and they don't want one. Yeah. Like another bill? No way. Right. Like I can watch anything I want on my computer, or my phone, or this TV. Especially Why if it's like eighty bucks a month with how expensive shit is, you know? Yeah. But I, I will I mean, say but, this: like, I grew up. I'm 32. Fuck, I'll be 33 in a month. God damn it! So, <laughs> I grew up in. Uh, I grew up with. And my dad paid for it, right? I didn't pay for it i loved having like outdoor sportsmen whatever outdoor channel was on if they're on i watch them like if it's just on the tv i watch them like i just for me it's just like we were at uh mr hunt master's cabin last week with greg grits he just had outdoor channel playing or sportsman channel playing in the background and i just like it's nostalgic for me to just have it on because since i moved out in my early twenties from my dad's house, I haven't had outdoor channel or sportsman's channel since it's right. all streaming, which I like, but I think because I grew up with it, if I have it and it's on, I watch it, but I kind of felt admittedly have fallen and probably on the podcast, I've fallen into this pocket of kind of hating on it a little bit because one, it's expensive and it's just, I don't know. I, some of the stuff you tune in, it, there's some shitty shows that like made it to a national network. You're like, how did this happen? <laughs> First, and you know what I'm talking about. I know a little, but you have to. And uh, I just being transparent here, but I'm like, I love having it on. There's something about it. Like, we should just have it playing at the studio. It brings me back to kind of like childhood hunting camp vibes of 
That, does that make sense? I don't oh, know. Absolutely, man. We've yeah. been to tons of hunting camps where it's on twenty four seven. Yeah, you know, it never goes off. And, right. And um, I think that's I think that's what a lot of people like. And and you know, Samsung TV Plus or whatever, they understand that there's a there's a market there, and um, and that's how we got our foot in the door of uh, providing so smart. fishing content twenty four seven for 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 those people. And and um, there there are a lot of there's a lot of people watching that way. I mm -hmm. mean. You'd be really surprised because our t our TV shows are also on the Discovery Channel, and so the the numbers that we're getting on Waypoint are better than the numbers we get on the Discovery Channel. Whoa! Wow! That's yeah, awesome. that's a big and statement. So, that's crazy. Well, well, it wasn't that way for a long time. I mean, when we first started Waypoint, it's these tiny little numbers, and then the huge numbers over here on the TV side. And over the years, it's just gotten to where it, it got almost even, and then it went like that. And wow! Just more more numbers on um on on waypoint than we're getting anywhere else and and it's really because people just don't want to pay the cable anymore and i think it, it's just kind of a i think the cable companies are are so far into this that they can't they can't get out even if they know that they should be going digital i think they have to just keep going so what do like, they do what's their option i mean they have to either well, like those shows I have think, to come to you guys really eventually right uh, I don't, I don't know. I say, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, maybe the producers may want to come at, over to waypoint, but I don't think the networks have to come to us. They're, they're perfectly capable of, uh, of starting their own network. They got money, they got experience, they know what to do, but they're, they're bound by these agreements that they have with the cable providers, whatever your, your, uh, you know, AT&T or, or whatever cable provider you have in your, in your town, people pay them and they get their cable through that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, live sports have stayed on cable because of those affiliate agreements. Mm. And you're starting to see it bleed over a little bit. I had this TV on in front of me here just before we started the podcast and I saw something that said, you know, if you're on Hulu or something, you get, free a couple of free football games yeah. there's a few but it hasn't the dam hasn't broken mm. like you're not just seeing all live sports on streaming platforms and, and it's because they're tied up in contracts over there and there's still a lot of good money and so these people don't want to cut they don't want to shoot themselves in the foot or or cut their throat uh, on what's paying the bills right now to go into this exploratory kind of situation so what you see is like a hulu which is a very popular service but it, to my knowledge that's owned by a whole bunch of different networks oh and like it as a, like their streaming together. option for that yes. network yeah and so mm -hmm. they they and so if the cable companies come to them or the affiliates come to them they're like hey you're you, you shouldn't be doing this they say um well we're really not like we only own 10 percent of that and so they have a whole bunch of them in there. And so that's how they're able to get a lot of their content out there on digital because they know that's super important because that's where most people are, but they just are restricted by, by agreements, you know, and I'm not in that business and I'm speaking about things that I really don't know that much about, but I mean, do we do that every week? It works. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, that's kind of how it works. So and, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, Doug, did you have a point? I thought I saw you like no, chime in. Yeah. Don't talk. Okay. Um, one. <laughs> no, right, I, I want to bring up a couple things that I want. Obviously, want to get more focused on Waypoint here. 
But I think a lot of consumers don't understand, and maybe I'm wrong on this because that's what I do a lot is talk about shit I don't fully know things about, you know. But <laughs> a lot of people love this show, man. <laughs> hey, it's that's we're just about it. it's what we do, whatever. Um, so like to be on like an outdoor channel or a sportsman's channel on a national network, maybe going back to the point where I'm like, how the fuck did this show get on here? This show looks like I filmed it. Mm-hmm. It's a pay for airtime type of platform, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like. You pay your hundred grand a year or per season. Is that like, and maybe well, you guys don't. There's know, a but. couple of different. There's a couple of different options, and so it depends on which network that you're that you're talking about. But basically, the way it works is there's a spectrum, right? On the one end is exactly what you said. It's going to be a time buy, and you're going to buy the time on the network. You're going to negotiate out how many commercials that you want in there. So if you have a bunch of sponsors and you feel like all of those sponsors want commercials it's going to be a little bit more money or you could negotiate out some of the commercials so that you only have two or three commercials to sell and the, then the money might come down on the other end of the scale. Now, now that, that would be like how we do it on that side. Okay. We, we buy it. Um, we buy the time we do the production. No one owns any part of our production. Like we own all the rights. And on that side of the, produ- of, of the spectrum, when you do it that way, you own all the rights, you own everything. You mm-hmm. can take it from that network and you can move it to another network in the future. You can put it on YouTube. You can put it on Waypoint. You can do whatever you want to with it. You can monetize it any which way you want. But in that situation, you're taking a lot of risk because you're going to have to fork out that money, just like you said, and then hopefully... Um, you're going to be able to sell more than what it costs you to produce it and what the, what the um, distribution costs are, whatever the network's charging you. And the different networks charge, it, it, the, it's big scale. Like if you're going to be on ESPN, that's a huge audience. It's very expensive. Discovery Channel, very expensive. Something small, less expensive. So even um, networks other than like outdoor sports and like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, whatever, Network X, mainstream, like, let's go History Channel. Mm-hmm. If I had the budget, I could pay to have my show there? Well, I don't know about every single network, but most networks that we deal with, um, and you'll see new ones come online. Like, Discovery Channel used to not allow this. But what they do is they have their own programming, their own programs. Like, for Discovery Channel, it's, I don't know, all the Shark Week stuff mm-hmm. or Dirty Jobs or or whatever whatever yeah, deadliest catch or whatever program yeah. right yeah. deadliest catch that's a great example that's an own program and that's going to be on the other end of this spectrum okay and i'll explain that in just a second mm-hmm. but they're going to take some other time that they have like a saturday morning and you know they're no nothing's rating very well and they're going to say well we could either put on a, a an infomercial here about a vacuum cleaner or there's some fishermen or hunters that wanted to buy this time and the show looks pretty good. You know, it makes our network look a little bit better. We can charge a little bit more than, than what the, uh, the vacuum cleaners willing to pay. And maybe, maybe we can create an audience here. And ESPN did a great job of that on Saturday and Sunday mornings. They did, they built an incredible outdoor block. TNN did it. Um, lots of people have done it, hmm. but then usually what happens is somebody else comes in there and they say, I don't know what you guys are messing around with this for. We need to go to stick and ball sports and we need to, we need to do, uh, you know, formula one racing or whatever. And so that's why we've had to move from all these different networks. We were on ESPN and then they said no more outdoor programming. We were Mm. on OLN. They changed to versus. 
then they changed to something else, or NBC Sports, and then they said no more outdoor programming, all stick and ball. And, and so it's like, you know, kind of frustrating for us in that situation. But so that's the one side is where you buy everything and, and, you, um, and you take all the risk. On the other side would be a show like Deadliest Catch or Duck Dynasty or one of these other shows, which is a full original production. Mm -hmm. That is like in that situation, the people that you're seeing on those shows do not own that show. They do not own the rights to that show. They may have some some people may have negotiated some rights. Right. But for the most part, in a situation like that, the network owns everything. They pay the they pay the people um, whatever they've negotiated. And they show up and they film it. And after it's over, they get the, the, the celebrity from that show, but they don't get anything else. Mm. Now, they may be able to make something else out of it, like, like the Duck Dynasty boys did. They, they, they made a great business out of being on that television show, but they had a business before. Right. right? Like, and they had a show like this over here, um, Duck Outlaws, or, or they called it something else. Yeah, Duck and, Commander. And it was, yeah, yeah. yeah, Duck Commander. And, and they were, uh, there was a time buy. Yeah. And then okay. somebody got in there and they were like, man, there's better stuff going on behind the scenes here than <laughs> these guys shooting ducks, man. Yeah. Like they got this whole thing. And that's how that becomes like a, uh, an original production. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. And, and so there, and then there's also a blend is in, especially in the outdoor world of, well, you're kind of a time by you're not ready for original production, but the network could kind of give you some money, help you out with production and we're only going to keep your rights for five years or, or we'll, but you're exclusive to this network. Mm. So if you don't have enough money to do the show that you want to do or enough sponsorship or whatever, there might be some sort of hybrid in the middle where the network might fund partially fund some of your, some of your um, episodes. That'd so be more like gonna, heavy hitter guys, like probably at one point, like bone collector and like jury outdoors and stuff like for the yeah, outdoor I'm channel. Not sure, I'm not sure how they, how how those guys are doing it but it seems that way because they're they're exclusive to those networks they right. don't go anywhere else. yeah jim shockey and, whatever yeah. uncharted or whatever right yeah, and but. you never see those guys move right and so there's a reason why because they probably can't they probably signed some agreement that that says that they're exclusive to that network and and trust me every television contract is is different than the other mm -hmm. so I can't really say how any of those are. It's but super that's, interesting, that's, though. Like, I hate smells, to like get too into like it, but I, I think it's interesting because it's like the, I mean, maybe it's more interesting to, to us because we're more in it a little bit than like a normal consumer. But I think it's, I always wonder when I watch shows, I'm like, I wonder what like the, the background of this is. So yeah, maybe listeners might find it just as interesting as we do right now. But it, it's cool. It's cool to like learn. Yeah, well, I hope so, but um, you know, it, it took me a long time to figure it out because at first you're not even speaking the right language. Like you're you you don't even know what it's called. Like just <laughs> yeah. just knowing that it's called a time by is opens up incredible doors because you, you now you go in there and you're like I'm, I'm I'm here to talk about a time by, and now somebody's going to listen to you. But you right. go in there before and you're like, um, I heard that you could. I could get my show on here. I don't know what you're <laughs> yeah. talking about. You, yeah. you need to go talk to those people over there. Yeah. I like to fish sometimes. <laughs> Give me a show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, and, and even if you got a lot of money in some situations, like in, in our situation, when we filmed a pilot, it was so bad that they said, you can't even pay us to put this on TV. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so that's how bad it was. And, and, uh, you know, that was really good actually. And, and, yeah. and, 
really looking back on it, very grateful that happened because had they let that slide and just said, yeah, okay, go ahead. We would never have 18 seasons. We wouldn't have had to do what we did. Yeah. And, and so, you know, because it wasn't good enough, at first and they held true to their standards, which was great for them. We had to co go back to the drawing board and find, figure out something else. Mm. And, and that was a really good thing for us because yeah, that, that, that formed our template. Like you, you guys have had, uh, you've been able to, to replicate the show in in a sense and, and start other podcasts and do, I see what you're, you're doing there. And that's really cool. And we did the same thing with, with the television shows of, we had a two host format and shallow water fishing. Then we thought, well, offshore fishing is really popular. Let's come up with a two-host format in offshore fishing, mm -hmm. and that's end of the blue. And then, oh, let's do that in bass fishing. Okay, we did that in bass fishing. Now we have a different show called uh, Life on the Water, which is a slightly different format, but we replicated that three times successfully. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, once you find some, a good format, go for it, right? Like, yeah. Well, if people like it, then you should do more. Yeah, go with it for sure. Man, I wish they would have gave the same criticism to you that they did like maybe they need to call it Matt Busbus and be a little harder on him on some of his fucking shows. He did that one that's like ridiculousness and makes me want to like I don't know drive into a guardrail or something. But anyway, it's <laughs> me being an ass. Sorry, sorry if he's on Waypoint. I don't know about it, but um, <laughs> just being honest. Uh, okay, so the layout of traditional TV and then Waypoint comes along, and did you guys get any like? I'm just curious, any network grief from anybody when Waypoint started to gain like some traction? Well, I mean, it took a long time for Waypoint to gain traction, uh, but but not that long. No, but I really? knew I knew that we were doing something right when that did start to happen. Yeah, and when, when a couple of networks came to us and said, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to do an agreement with you because of what you're doing over there on Waypoint, mm. and we said, okay, that's fine. And they said, well, hang, I, I, well, I mean, hang on. Like, we don't want to necessarily. <laughs> like, hey, wait, wait, hold on. Did that yeah, you're just going mean, to walk you, away? We see uh, that you have money coming out of your pocket right now that you were about to spend with us. So yeah. we just want to tell you that, like, this isn't going to last a lot longer. Right. And I knew that we were doing something right when, when, when we were able to, well, when people started saying that, like the network started saying that. For, but for the most part, if you're paying, paying a network, and you don't, and they don't have any right to your your stuff, you know. I mean, what what are they going to say? No, right. Like, and sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. But um, we we did uh, conclude a relationship with one of the networks that that does uh, hunting and fishing content because because of Waypoint. And and we said, okay, well, we're we're happy over here. Good problem. Sorry, it's been been great. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. hard feelings, you know. Uh, that's awesome. I don't, I don't think that it, I don't think that we have any network grief because I don't think that the networks can necessarily be in this space. Like it's just kind of hands off for them, for and, sure. Yeah. And so uh, I, I've always thought it's it's incredible that we've been able to make it so far without getting run over by somebody like like Google or like real money, like like money, like you can't. I mean, like, yeah. We don't have any right. Like we this whole thing has been done on a shoestring. We don't have any investors. We don't have anything. A couple of fishing guides. That's even cooler. Right? That's even cooler of a reason for like our community to support it. Yeah. Because it's like it's it's exactly what everybody says they want. 
when you read every, um, and I'm going to box people into a category here for the sake of like interesting conversation. It's what every Republican Facebook user wants, right? And and I'm in that category. Right. But you see like the boomer type guys that are bitching about Mark Zuckerberg on his platform. <laughs> and, and so I agree with them, but here we are on their platform. It's the same way like when I pitch DeerCast, like we have affiliation with DeerCast to produce a podcast series for DeerCast. Everybody bitches about, oh, I'm not paying for an app that's super cheap and it's all built for hunt, hunting okay. people. And then you have the same people that will bitch in a post on Facebook or a meme about whatever, but it's like that space is Waypoint. Yeah. Well, Waypoint's Waypoint's interesting and it's, it's definitely for the the hunting and fishing community. I mean, that's that's I mean, and it's producer centric because the original part about Waypoint, when I I mean I had this I had this kind of realization because like you, I have a real um kind of nostalgic view of Saturday morning TV and you call me a redneck if you want to, but I watched fishing and then I watched professional wrestling and then I watched roller derby every yeah. Saturday. <laughs> all right. So it was a hell of a Saturday. Then I got on my BMX bike and took off and rode bikes for the rest of the day. My fucking or, guy or went right fishing. Right. Yeah. And so that was an awesome Saturday, but you know, like a, a, a guy like bill dance, bill dance has inspired millions and millions and millions of people to go fishing and to get out into the outdoors and to 100%. actually care that there are fish in that, in that pond over there or there that ducks go over there or that deer are in these woods over here that they they're, they're familiar with the outdoors enough to care about it. And therefore when they're about to build a strip mall there and they can have something to say about it, they say, no, that, we don't want that there. That's, that's good land, right? Or mm -hmm. have any sort of care in the world that there's an outdoor environment out there that needs some sort of protection. And I thought, man, if we're having a hard time, and I, I consider myself fairly techie, right? Like I got computers and iPhones, and, and I'm kind of an early adopter on a lot of things. I'm not real good at them, but I, I'm familiar enough with them and, and you know, I kind of like to be on the, on the cutting edge of technology, if I can be, as much as a 55-year-old can be. Mm -hmm. And um, so I kind of got this, this idea. I was like, man, if I'm having a hard time navigating this digital world, moving from conventional television into something streaming, call it YouTube, call it the fast space, call it whatever, I'm looking at some of the older guys that I look up to and, and I'm following. I'm like, man, they don't have a clue. Yeah. They don't have, they don't, they don't have a, they, they're, they're still getting their emails printed out and put on their desk. Like, facts. This is, like yeah, they got fax machines They're We're going to have to help them. We're going to have to help them get into this space because if we lose these producers, hunting producers, fishing producers, if we lose them because they don't know how to make a living in this new digital world, we're going to lose millions and millions and millions of people getting inspired to go out into the outdoors. That was one of the main reasons why we thought Waypoint was, was important enough that we should launch down this road that we have no idea where we're going or what yeah. we're doing. Right. And you know, hopefully it's, hopefully it's work because we got some older people than me on Waypoint actually. So, well, I love the go. mindset behind it. And I know, you know, 
I won't get into like there's other streaming platforms we've dabbled on a couple of them but I feel like Waypoint kind of holds from my perspective a little higher standard um and then that's me like I'm saying that I'm being nice because we've been treated well other places but um I feel like we've found our home on the podcast side of Waypoint which is has been great and I think shows you guys you know you, obviously you're an experienced podcaster you have a shit ton of podcasts under your belt but you know, Waypoint Podcast adds another level to this, and I, and I want to talk about that, but I do want to talk right here before we get to that. Like, if someone goes to Waypoint, like, what can they expect just to, as a consumer? Like, when you talk to someone about Waypoint, like, Turner, what do you say? Like, oh, yeah, check out Waypoint. It's, uh, how do you go about it? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the leading streaming platform for uh, fishing and hunting content. I mean, it, it is built for fishing and hunting content and that's it mm-hmm. um you know, and, and, it, and it depends your experience depends on the on the medium that you that you consume on so on the website and the app it's going to be more similar to netflix right so it's on demand you can scroll through every single one of our shows pick which show that you want to watch binge it you know most of the shows that we have on we have a lot of episodes on right and it kind of depends on our agreement with some um, but you know, like the Raven project, um, um, <clears throat> similar shows to that, like mm-hmm. team 200, um, we have, we have tons and tons of, uh, of content from those guys. So that's kind of one aspect of it. The video on demand now on the fast channel, we do some really exciting things. Um, like we have a elk event coming up called elk extravaganza where for a two week period for 14 days, we're collecting basically 40 hours of our best elk hunting content and then running that in primetime blocks, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's awesome. So, and I thought you were going to call it elk week. Yeah. It's a new elk week. <laughs> <laughs> it should well, be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we do that for, for pretty much everything, you know, inshore fishing, offshore fishing, um, uh, bow hunting, um, uh, uh, elk hunting, um, and 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 sometimes bass fishing too and and there are a lot of pushes for that and we, we do our best to try to engage our audience and, and to keep them aware of these events um but i mean that's really what you can expect man it's uh, unlike say a youtube where you're kind of inundated with with a lot of distractions from fishing and hunting content um that's all you're going to get from from waypoint is, is very high quality uh um, respectful fishing and hunting content mm-hmm. no i love it and then the podcast side of things kind of came in like you guys had, I mean, obviously you got this going first or was podcast always in the, like the side thought here with waypoint, like somehow we want to integrate um, this or how well, long did that? Well, take? yeah, but, uh, I had to, I, it was hard for me to, to, um, describe and, and explain to the other people that are part of waypoint why I thought podcasts were important because I mean, we're talking about like when you guys started, like you're, you're having to explain what a podcast is. Right. right? And I'm like, okay, well, listen, I know this is important. I can't tell you how it's going to be lucrative or how we're going to make any kind of money on it at all. But I can tell you that, that podcasts are going to be important. It's going to be a really important space. Well, I kept saying this to everybody and I'm like, no, I, I, you know, I, I don't know enough about it where I can put a convincing argument out there other than just starting my own podcast and, and creating it and showing them 
what kind of audience you can build, what kind of what kind of engagement you can have, and how powerful this this medium is. And I knew it was, but I you ever have something like that where you you know, but you don't know quite enough that you can explain it to somebody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's how it was with that. And and listen, this was back in the day when when we couldn't even really explain waypoint, like the way we would explain waypoint, like Turner did a good job right now. Yeah. The but best way we job used to explain waypoint is I would say, I would say, listen, man, this is all digital. Okay. So, and even then you would see their eyes would kind of glaze over. It's already too much. I'm saying, okay, so, so I'm whatever, I'm out. What, imagine this, whatever was your regular TV is now streaming. Whatever was your magazine is now a blog. Whatever was it, <laughs> that you used to listen to on the radio that's a podcast yeah. and all this side on the all the stuff on this side that's waypoint that's what waypoint is yeah it's it's all the conventional things in a digital format for hunters and fishermen mm -hmm. and yeah. then they would be like oh well how okay. do i get it yeah and <laughs> and i'd be like well it's right here on your phone like you can you can just download this app and then okay i got it but i, I knew that they were never going to click it they'd never know how to open it yeah, it wasn't uh, in their program or their brain right. at that point. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that is, it's just kind of funny to, to go back, and it wasn't that long ago. I mean, this, this whole space, whether it's a podcast space or, or really anything digital, has, has just um, it, it's, it's changed so fast, and, it's, and it continues to change. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so important like, to see who was there early, because like you guys, I mean, you got such a head start. If you were to start a podcast right now, Oh, tough man can't really you almost tough. can't i mean you better be damn good or stupid <laughs> well you know i mean and 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 you could have both you, you can, can have both both you know yeah um, sometimes you just there's yeah sometimes you turner, can just kill it turner has done a great job with the podcast network and he's really um he's really streamlined that and and you know he's interested he had his own podcast for a while and it, it was really good um so he has the interest in the in the space and and um uh, you know he's he's done a good job of of uh, not only um, recruiting a lot of these people but um, also keeping keeping people um, solving problems and putting out fires and doing all kinds of stuff yeah. there. Turner's so been great to work with. We uh, we we chatted with you guys on and off for I don't know a year or more, and then Turner was like came in as like listen, <laughs> join <laughs> join us and. and and uh, I think he, I mean, you would think that we're nerds, right? And that we like, something happens, I'm on here, zippity zap, and everything's good in the podcast world. It's like, I think Turner learned quick that we're just like drunk rednecks that just happen to have a podcast. Because I'm always like, dude, I don't know what this is. And that's the truth. Like, I know enough to be dangerous, but. Man, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Dude, right. We're hunters first and we're podcasters second. And, and, and I, and I think going back, that's where a lot of podcasts fail early is I find out when talking to them or doing their show that they're like more, more just wanted a podcast and then they kind of hunt second. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, that's just not going to work because people are going to see right through it. Well, I mean, but, the way to make a, a small fortune is to have a podcast and also start <laughs> yeah. with a large fortune. <laughs> yeah. Have money first. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long yeah. crawl. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is, it, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, some people do really well with it, but I, the yeah. people that I see doing really well with it have, have been doing it for a while. Yeah, for sure. The turn, did you realize that where you're like, Oh, these dudes are just rednecks kind of. 
I, I think after we went go-karting, that's, that's really oh, yeah. when we Go-karting? Yeah. This is another thing I missed by not doing this in person. We could yeah. have oh, go-karting. No, we broke well, we Turner into our crew pretty fast, didn't we? Oh, it was great, man. We were ATA, and uh, we at Waypoint did a little team-building exercise where we went go-karting, and I love go-karting. Um, I don't much like watching racing, but um, if you get me on a go-kart, I'm going to have a good time no matter where I am. And um, Hard to have so a bad we time. For, we did that for like three hours. <laughs> and we, afterwards we went out to eat with the whole working class crew um took them out to to dinner and then uh we were going somewhere after that and uh kurt was like hey man we got an extra go-kart spot and i was like i'm in and so we went go-kart for another like three hours <laughs> <laughs> we drank and go-karted a little bit so Sounds and we like almost a hell of a kurt. time yeah, i almost oh, died we had that crazy uber driver with what? uh who was it doug that spilled the drink in the oh no 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 the drink oh, no. was in the cup the cup holders yeah. in the back were full with a mysterious yellow liquid and yeah. yeah so it was quite the adventure so yeah that would probably that's the best wcb introduction i think like, <laughs> i could ever went down it's like this is us <laughs> we hey, ate giant really steaks know, let's get in these tiny little carts with motors on them and run into each other yeah, that's what we did. Oh, yeah, there were yeah, exactly. a few near misses, a few near decapitations, and uh, that's that's really how you solidify a relationship. It was great, honestly. It's like let's eat too much steak, <laughs> drink a little too much whiskey, and then let's go wreck some Formula One go karts that are too fast for us. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what we do. But uh, but thanks for putting up with us in the meantime because. Uh, I mean, it, it has been great working with you, Turner. Like you've been awesome. It's everything has been as smooth as I think it, it could have gone. Because I I was really worried when we first jumped on with Waypoint because we started so long ago. You know, I guess in the grand scheme of what podcasts are concerned, on an original like back end platform. So mm -hmm. I was like so protective of switching from that back-end platform to a different back-end platform. Like, wasn't that, that's probably the biggest challenge. I was probably the worst you've dealt with of anybody with that. You can admit it, oh, right? No, it was easy. I mean, I, I think we got our connection over at Spotify over and she hopped on a call and she was like, Kurt, like, chill out, man. I do this like 30 times a day. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that is what saved it. But you were there like to kind of like aid along the way. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. So, Turner just there like Kurt. It's gonna be okay. I promise, buddy. It's gonna I, be fine. I was I was stressed. I re I really was. Um, it just we started with a platform. That's what I learned on, and had done it for over five hundred episodes, really. Because I don't think, yeah, we we're into our five hundreds before we started on Waypoint. So yeah. you know, yeah, doing I something. I mean, you built something really, really incredible here, and and you don't want to lose it. So. You know, I, I totally understood your perspective and, and, and kind of treated it that way and, and, and brought care over from Spotify. And, and uh, it was a really smooth transition, luckily. Yeah. And, and we've been thrilled, man. I do love the back end platform that you guys use at Waypoint. It's great. It's streamlined. It's clean. It's modern feeling. You know, the other platform we we're using uh, did not feel modern, um, but it worked. Um, and, you know, I think some of the, um, I call them, what do I call them? The ads. Cause we do, we run ads now. I was really concerned about doing automated ads, which I don't know if oh, that's the man. jargon. What do you call them? Span. Okay. That sure. <laughs> see, see, well, span's just like what, what, what's now called like programmatic ads. 
yeah. which are third party ads. So Spotify goes out and sells like ads to like Ford and Progressive and you know State Farm and all these big companies, and then you know you can tap into this if you elect to. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, because that we've never we never did that before prior to Waypoint. So I was so concerned once we started doing that, like how people would be receptive to them. Well, then we started having the opportunity to read them, mm-hmm. which I don't know what it takes to be. I don't know if every podcast on Waypoint reads their own ads or not, but I found out that more of our listeners find it funny when I read the ad because <laughs> <laughs> they just know me. And so I think it's like someone's like, oh, dude, I was laughing my ass off and you read that ad for Manscaped. And I'm like, oh, well, what the fuck was so funny about it, bitch? I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. But I'm like, why is it funny? <laughs> but I just have fun. You've been doing really well with that. Thanks, Doug. But I think it's fun to do. Turner hates it because I probably miss half the deadlines on doing the ad reads. But um, that's why you got me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we're having fun with it, and so so far we don't have any negative reviews. Most of it's kind of like, "Oh, it's funny when you read that," which I'm like, okay. "Yeah." Well, and yeah. we can hardly read too, so <laughs> it's a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's personal, you know. It, it adds a little personal touch, and uh, I mean, Kurt, you're one of the best ad readers I've ever heard. I mean, honestly, I mean, don't really, do that man, to me. Just do it like you. You just do it like you, and that's all anyone could ever ask. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. Um, I feel like you're fluffing me up a little bit, so you make me keep reading them, but I'll take it. <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Would you let me read ads for your podcast? Sure. Oh, geez. No, Absolutely. I was kidding. Yeah. I didn't think you'd say yes. I, no, man. I, I mean, that's one less thing I've got to do. No, I don't so, want to read ads for your podcast. I thought hired. you'd tell me no. Well, you're okay. Hired. If I'm getting paid, I'm in. Oh, well, it was going to be a trade. I've got, I've got all these extra manscape, the, the, the extra blades they keep sending me. So I'll just we I figure you could probably use some of those too. I might need them as long as you haven't used them. Send them my way. Let's no, they're go. Brand new. <laughs> they're all used. I'm like God trolled me on my own show. He trolled me. <laughs> you got, <laughs> got me. But no, man, I'm we've enjoyed our, our space here on on Waypoint and like bringing the whole podcast element to it has got to be like it's got to be pretty big, right? With the growth of like outdoor podcasts in the last three years, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's really impressive, and I think we've got. I mean, our our viewer audience is is you know gotten to be where it's 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 pretty substantial, um, and we did a viewership survey, um, not not too long ago, and you know just took like a sample of it, um, and I think like twenty eight percent of people who just watch Waypoint listen to the podcast network, which is a really substantial number. Mm-hmm. So we're you know also working on expanding that to hopefully bring awareness to the entire, you know, um, entire viewership, uh, universe. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's cool to have a space for outdoor podcasts because we don't get our own category. We're wilderness, right? Which is bullshit. It's bullshit. (laughs) It, It is. I mean, because we're mixed in with the granola, the hiking, the, Sasquatch podcast. The it's not fair. You'll stand a chance with a Sasquatch podcast. No, no. how do you compete? The bird, the bird watchers, I mean, it's a little bit of everything. And the thing is, they never find anything, like, dude. At least every now and then we kill or catch something. Like right, you no, know, dude. I never, love it though. They never catch anything. You watch an episode of Finding Bigfoot, and they're like walking around the woods all loud. <laughs> 
It's yeah. like, dude, you'd have Knocking to be the best hunter. And it's just like you don't understand wind. What are you what are you doing out there? You know, but yeah, <laughs> yeah a I Sasquatch, a Sasquatch would be like killing the the biggest deer ever. It'd be like killing the rompa buck because it ain't I real. <laughs> I mean, just but but like, you're not gonna sneak up on one. Hey, clip no. that. That's a clip. That's a clip. Yeah. Put that on your Waypoint podcast Instagram, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not to, not to bring up a sore subject, but um, I did see a picture of a hundred percent real on the hoof buck. Um, Stupid Turner! Don't even bring that up. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It was yeah, in our group. Like, oh, was it? Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah, someone said, don't ever tell me with 100% conviction, and, and I think he's joking around, that the Rompola buck isn't real. But what I love about the Rompola buck, every other photo of that guy's deer was like taken with an old boot, and just magically <laughs> that one photo was like taken with like a modern camera. And uh, I just, listen, I more troll it. I don't really care. It just makes, like this clip, if it gets cut, will automatically do higher numbers because I'm hating on the Rompla buck. And I actually have no investment either way, but <laughs> damn, isn't it funny to just talk shit about it? Cause so many oh, yeah. Michigan guys cling to it. I'm trying to pull up that picture of that deer. Cause I know exactly what well, you're kind of like so many other things, man. Like I want it to be true. You know, it'd be really cool. It, it, you know, if it was true, like just, just get the thing extra and, and in the controversy, it'd be over. Yeah. It'd be over, but you know, I don't think we'll ever know. No, no who cares? Burned down on fire. I'll try. I was going to pull it up real quick, but I'm failing on it. But um, Bigfoot took it. Let's see here. Newest activity. So Bigfoot stole it, Doug? Yeah, Bigfoot stole it. Yeah, I have, I would believe that over that guy's word. What, what has been the biggest challenge with getting podcasts going on the network? You know, because it, like what I was getting to is like we're wilderness, so we're categorized with all these other like just crazy podcasts. Go back to our point. And we get lost in the mix a little bit when it comes to like an iTunes chart or a chartable chart or what, what, and whatever. So has it been a challenge to kind of like, cause you kind of have to like pick and choose who's on the network, right? Yeah. I mean, we want to have quality shows on the network, you know? So we, we want everybody who goes wait to waypointtv.com slash podcast to pick any of those podcasts and be like, wow, you know, this person has something interesting to say and it's a quality show. And, you know, even if I don't, even if I'm not passionate about the subject matter, like I can, you know, respect that they're doing a, a good job. But really, the number one, number one, um, I would say hurdle of growing a podcast is kind of similar to to anyone else growing a podcast, right? So with the Fast Channel, we are are we've worked very hard to be able to have this giant universe of viewers that we can tap into, right? So right now if say we start our own original series or we have started our own original series uh, called real American road trips that, that um, actually just premiered on Monday, we can put it out there. And just because of our audience, similar to cable, it will get a certain amount of views based on the time that it's scheduled. Right. So we already have that audience. Now with audio, we really haven't found anything like that. So we're kind of, you know, scratching our heads, kind of like everybody else that's trying to grow a podcast because it's not as effective to say, and we've done this with you guys and I believe we saw a small bump, but it's not as effective to say um, on like the fast channels, Hey guys, 
we've got this amazing new podcast that just came over to Waypoint Working Class Bow Hunter. It's a group of guys. You're going to love them. They talk about interesting things with bow hunting and deer hunting and everything. And, and check it out on Apple Podcast. Well, then they have to go and go from their TV or computer, wherever they're watching, pull up their phone, search Working Class Bow Hunter, find an episode they like, and then play it. So there's like five or six steps involved there. Whereas, you know, even like Facebook, it if you run an ad on Facebook, which I'm sure you guys do, um, they still have to go from their phone to the to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like a like a website ad where you see a banner on the bottom of a website for like a badass backpack or a bow or something like a like an ad for elite or something and you and you click it and it directs you right there. So that's one of the major hurdles that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Now we're still working to kind of overcome that and help grow our shows because as we grow, you know, podcasts like you guys that still brings awareness to some of our smaller shows on the network. For sure. So we're still brainstorming on on how to do that and i'm really hopeful that podcasts will evolve to a point where that's a hundred thousand percent possible i really we're still on kind of the the starting point for both audio and streaming i think that last year so 2022 was the first time that streaming outperformed cable and that was actually a surprise to me because I thought it has been for a long time just because I'm kind of right. in a bubble with, with my age and the people that you know I hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year was the first time. And it was like 51% streaming, 49% cable. So we're still kind of at the early stages of it. For sure. So to answer your question, Kurt, we're, we're, we're really working on it. And, and we've been brainstorming and trying things. But, I mean, to take five or six steps just to listen to a podcast is a lot. It's a bummer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of steps. And that's the thing, like it's a it's just a it is that's what makes it hard to grow a podcast. It's because someone has to seek you out to listen. And then to to develop a um a, a dedicated audience, they have to like get into your show. Like listen to a couple episodes or at least the majority of each episode to kind of understand what you're doing. Cause like that's one thing. I think we worried about early on. We're kind of reckless in a, in a, I would say, in an attractive way. We're we're reckless in an attractive way normally because we don't care. We're who we are, and we say whatever we want. So for somebody, for sort a clean cut guy to be like, oh, working class bow hunter, it says explicit. Oh my god, my ears! You know, like that's that's what I envision. Like virgins just crawling into balls and laying on the floor when they hear some of our episodes. I'm like saying faggot left and right and whatever, you know, that's what I don't care. I just say, we say whatever we want all the time. It's fun, but we're also just real dudes in hunting camp doing our thing. So I think for the fragile people, they're like, Oh God, not for us. But for people who like really hunt and live the culture we live, I think they're like, Oh yeah, it's just like my group of friends, but they got to like get into our show to get to that point. And I'm sure it's it. That's every podcast, you know, to understand like the the dynamic of the hosts and the engagement of each host and shit well, like you that. know, everybody, every podcast kind of finds their audience, and the audience finds them. Yeah, and um, some are larger than others, and some kind of cross over to to more people than others. But um, it, it it becomes more and more cluttered 
with more and more podcasts starting all the time and a lot of podcasts, I mean, you probably know this as much as anybody, most podcasts do one or two episodes and then stop. Mm -hmm. And, and, and usually that's because they can't figure out, they thought it was going to be great. And 51 people listened to their first episode and then 31 people listened to the next episode. And they're like, damn, man, there's a lot of work for 30 people to listen to it. And so that was kind of one of the visions of, of, uh, of the network was to try to figure out a way that no matter how big or small your, your show is that like these ads that we, that, that we can run on this, it helps somebody to keep doing it a little longer, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, if they can generate any money, because you go walk around ATA and, and try to sell a podcast that has 2000 listens a month. Good luck, man. I mean, you, you might be, somebody might give you a code to, you know, you can, you can, you know, use our code here or we'll give you a code. And if you sell anything, maybe you get 15% or, or I don't know. How here's a works. pack of broadheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And <laughs> uh, or a sticker, here's a sticker for your truck, you yeah. know, uh, but it, it's just very, very difficult. But, you know, sooner or later, after you've bought the roadcaster and all these other stuff, or whatever you got, you know, your wife's going to be like, what are you doing down there in the basement? Yeah, these, with these, your friends. Yeah, you guys are down there. I see five thousand dollars on the credit card. Yeah, and I want to see five thousand come back in. That's right. right yeah. And so you and your friends, you know, you can go play in the garage all you want when more money comes in. <laughs> right. And so, sooner, and I think that's why a lot of podcasts stop is because it's like, damn, I thought this was going to be easier. It's not easy. It's not in easy. Fact, you know, with the TV world, my experience in the TV world and, and done some writing and photography and all of that stuff, trying to dabble in all this different stuff. I think the podcasting world is 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 the most difficult to get going. But once it does happen and you do develop that audience, it's the most loyal. Um, it's the most loyal, engaged audience of anything that we've we've ever built. More, way more so than social media, way more so than just your your cat. I mean, people like i don't know you walk around the iCast show or whatever people's like man i've been watching your show 15 years that's it's amazing i love it so so cool that's awesome but you never hear from that guy other than that right like yeah. it's very casual yeah uh, they're not but but the podcast that's a whole different deal and, and i know you see the engagement and mm -hmm. people sending you messages and all that and it's, it's really cool and and the things that you can do with the podcast are it's awesome I mean, it is cool. Great it, space. Because if we were going to go fight somebody in an alley, if yeah. I said something on the podcast, we'd have a lot of people in that alley. <laughs> like, that's how I feel, honestly. Like, if we were going to it's war, I could just be like, hey, we're going to beat up these Sasquatch podcast guys. We need everybody to show up because their audience is coming too. And we're going to go beat up, beat up a bunch of dorks in the alley that don't ever find anything. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, uh, it, it is cool, but like when you first get going, you, you're talking to an audience that isn't there, and right. it feels so conceited at first. Like oh. do, Eric, I Doug, I mean Doug joined after a hundred episodes with us, but Eric, do you remember that? I like, it got good. What's that? I waited till it got good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good. Okay, Doug said like three things, and that was a banger. But Eric, do you remember like? Un, like under 10 episodes we're, we're literally talking to no audience just no we're just talking to ourselves pretty much and it, i just remember feeling so silly yeah but we felt silly but we're like 
hey, we don't give a fuck if we have 10 people listen. We're going to still do it because we're having a great time. And that's what kept it going, honestly. How often do you get to go get together with your buddies, drink beer, and talk hunting? It was once a year for all of us. We're like, hey, let's do it once a week. Why not? You know, and that's where we came in like, oh, we don't give a shit if 10 people listen, but we're still going to do it. Well, that's that's what you got to do. You got to get it going. Where was the breakthrough point for you guys? That's a good question, man. I don't, I remember getting, uh, we, I remember getting like, I don't know, nowadays it wouldn't be good listens, but I guess like for the time it was big, you know what I mean? For being like 2016, 2017, I do remember this is like a, I think the big turning point I was sitting was when I worked at deer. I can't remember. It had been several years ago now. I was sitting on a forklift, and for whatever reason, I was like waiting for a truck to show up to unload some stuff. And I pulled up the platform we used at the time, and I remember seeing like we had like spiked our record downloads at the time by like a shit ton yeah. for, for what it was, you know. And I remember being like, "Whoa!" and screenshotting it. And I don't know if I still have it, maybe somewhere, but I remember being like, "Damn, that's like significantly better than we've ever done." And I don't know, like, I couldn't contribute it to anything. But I just remember, like, sitting on a forklift and that happening. But I I don't know what the change was, if it, like, was a guest we had on or a connection we had made or I don't know. But we, we hustled, man, from – we've hustled the trade show circuit. And well, and that's what I was going to bring up. Like, I don't remember what year it was, but, like, when I kind of seen that, that turn was we would go to all these trade shows and we'd have to explain what a podcast is. <laughs> And then that next year we went, everyone knew who we were and they yeah. knew what a podcast was. It was, that, it was that total 180 flip of trying to explain it to, oh, we know exactly what that is and where to find you. So that was, was probably the year that I bet you that was the year that Apple put the podcast app on their phone when you got it. Everyone had it. Phone. Yep. Yeah, yeah yep. because that yep. made that made everybody go, oh, what is this? And then they found some stuff they wanted to listen to. And, and, and I think that was the year that a lot of people became listeners of whatever kind of podcast they like that's when all the sasquatch guys they were like hell yeah <laughs> finally <laughs> <I'm a people. laughs> yeah that's but, a good I mean, point that made know? a big that made a big difference and now you're yeah. seeing some other things that are you know like youtube's got something going with podcasts and um you, you know there's just there's other spotify yeah and and i think yeah. people are finding it you know in in places that that's where they go right like what, if you're a spotify person and, and best, you got I an think. android phone you're not listening to the to the whatever's on the Apple podcast thing. They're just not, right. they're not seeing it. So now it's available to a lot of other people. That's a good point. The podcast app thing was like a probably I'm curious to see what feedback we get from people listening to this because they'll I mean that's how we'll know for sure like what did it. But I remember it was I remember this specifically being at the Ohio Deer Classic, which that's always I always just call it the Deer Classic, whatever name it was at the time, when we had a ten by ten we had like five or six guys bring us cases of bush light in a backpack and be like, hey, it's for you boys. And I remember like that being some of the first like, oh shit, like these guys get it. Like they listen. They actually listen, right? Yeah. And uh, so if you brought us a case of beer, it would have been 2017, 2018 when we did those shows when it's like started showing up. But you know what really I think did a lot for podcasts in general? Like, overall is joe rogan's popularity like no the, doubt the, about it he, yeah. he's the godfather of what we do like he's the reason why we have a studio we're actually yeah. adding an addition and we bought a canvas painting 
of Rogan talking to an alien and a caveman that I'm going to hang in there be- in our hallway Perfect. because oh, I'm so disappointed. I, I can't see it in person, man. We're going to have to do this again. Uh, oh, it's not done yet. The next time you guys come done yet, but it will be the next time you guys come in. But I wanted something like I was, I want a big portrait because he's the Godfather. Like he's the reason why podcasts, he's a gold standard in podcasting. He's created this, um, whole style really, I guess, you know, I don't oh, know for sure. You guys he's, he's like the that. Bill dance of fishing, you know, uh, <laughs> even, even beyond. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's, he's done so much for it and it doesn't hurt that he also took up hunting right in the middle of growing this podcast into the biggest media tool on the planet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he started hunting and, yeah. and got way into it and loves to talk about it. And so, yeah. I mean, that's gotta be whether, whether you ever get on a show or, or, or what, you're getting some some overflow from that because people are like, well, I might be into hunting and I'm going to check out a couple of these other ones and they they come across yours and they stick, yeah. right? But um, you're you're right. His he's done more for for the space than than really anybody else. But there are some others out there too that have done some really great things. But he he is above and beyond any anybody. The else. most mainstream and the most uh, like I always like think like people give a shit for cussing and just saying off the wall stuff. Like not often, but like guys that won't fully listen anyway um, feel the need to comment. But it's I'm like man, if you listen to one episode of Rogan, I'm like I'm not worried about shit. I say, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's the biggest platform in the world right now, really. Um, you know, definitely bigger than like CNN and some of those major like news platforms. But so just gives you hope. Like, but it's like wh- how has Waypoint benefited from just his influence and like same with us on Waypoint, um, like. For sure, there's bleed over, like you said. Uh, absolutely, I think that when he does something like he has Elon Musk on, or something like that, or or you know whoever, somebody really big that people, I mean, I know that Elon Musk episode. There were a lot of people that had never listened to podcasts before, and they're like, "I, I heard he's on there. I see it on social media. I want to, I want to listen to that." Mm-hmm. And they listen to one, and they're like, "Okay, you know, now I know how to do this." And maybe they go back another another time, but it got it gets so many people into it that have not listened before. Mm-hmm. And then now they know how to do it. Now they're they're probably plugged into whatever social media showed them that little snippet or whatever, and they'll probably listen to more. And yeah. they'll probably start see you know, branching out branching and, out. and looking for other things to, to to do. And that definitely has helped all the people on waypoint now, you know, and, and I think it also, even the podcast side helps the, the, the digital viewing side because people are just looking for an alternative. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just an alternative to what they were doing before they were stuck in, you know, whatever six channels that they would go to on their cable. And now they're realizing there's some other way to do it. And, and they, they start looking around and find, and, and they like what they're finding. Well, for sure yeah. too. And I think like podcasts are supplement to, video shows whatever that may be like you know we have i mean whoever from waypoint on working class bow hunter if someone isn't familiar with their show like first of all we're not competing with each other we're in different spaces in the same industry and if we have them a guest on our show it's a supplement to their show and vice versa if we were ever it's rare to be on a video show if we're not a part of the show but if that did happen it's a supplement for our podcasts which like you guys kind of have that like nice yin and yang that you could probably really capitalize on as you guys move forward and, and i'm sure already are of getting some of your popular shows 
on some of your popular podcasts right and crisscrossing it and it just kind of like builds so you guys are all too young but when i was a kid we had like popular shows like you'd have the brady bunch and then you'd have like happy days Mm -hmm. and then you would have like laverne and shirley and happy days and then they would have this crossover mashup episode where like one of the one of the characters would would date one of the other characters on this show. And it was like, oh my God, this is incredible. It's my two favorite shows. And they're in Hawaii together. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> and they were way ahead of their time because now that yeah. happens all the time. But back okay. then, that was like, whew. That That's was- an interesting like look on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to be old like me to have that look <laughs> and watch a lot of TV when you were growing up. That's what I did. That's awesome. All three channels. I love it. I love it, dude. So, so what's next for Waypoint? Or you know, what can people expect? Um, well, I think that we're moving in the direction of original productions and doing some uh, more stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. it's definitely very interesting uh, for us because I love the production world and um, creating is is super cool. So you know, there's a lot of good ideas out there, and there's a lot of people that that want to create something really cool, and we'd love to help them do that. Love it. That, that's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the same. Um, so, I mean, just staying on, I mean, just being a platform for, for fishermen and hunters, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and a lot of for the producer as well. I mean, we want to be a place that the producers really want our content. And it was really funny, man. Um, you talked about at the deer classic kind of the first time that everybody knew what working class was about and we just had that same experience at ICAST. It was really like a magical feeling as, as uh, I'm sure it was for you guys. Cause you know, a lot of these companies are still like very closely tied to cable. So you'd have to walk up to them and like, Oh, Hey, you know, company X, Y, and Z. I'm from waypoint. We're kind of about this Spend 10 minutes talking about waypoint. And then, you know, kind of like my dad said, their eyes gloss over a little bit. And yep. then by the done, by the time you're done explaining, they, um, <clears throat> they're walking away. And this, this iCast show, I, I went to many, many different companies mm-hmm. and not one did I have to explain what Waypoint was, <clears throat> which was just a magical feeling. Yeah, it was, yeah, awesome. it was really amazing. And so you can expect a lot of, a lot of the same for us. Um, I mean, just being a place where, where fishermen and, and hunters can come and watch very high quality shows 24-7 on the on-demand side <clears throat> and also on the programming side on the fast channels. So, you know, on, on Samsung TV, we're, we're channel 1184, Vizio, we're channel 630, LG, we're channel 718. On most smart TVs, we're, we're on there. We're on Plex, Zumo, LocalNow, Fubo. <clears throat> Fubo is actually the only one that's not, not free. Everywhere else is free and will, will remain free, um, which is really, really exciting. Um, and on the Waypoint app, you know, we're on Apple TV, Fire TV, Roku, Chromecast, your phone, anywhere that you can, you can download content, you can watch us. Um, and you know, I would, I would encourage everyone to pay attention to the programming blocks that we have because they're, they're so exciting, man. I mean, we have blow hunting blitz coming up. Um, you know, that's, that's more of a special event where it's kind of a, a, a 14 day drive for just as much like bow hunting content as, as possible. We got a bunch of Fred bear content, um, and documentaries coming out, which is really, oh, awesome. really cool, um, for yeah. kind of, history geeks like like me who love the the history of the sport and watching people you know killing moose at 10 yards with a long bow or a recurve yeah we've got some amazing things going on and 
we're going to keep, you know, our core identity and we're also going to, you know, branch out and, and try some different things with original programming and podcast and working with people like you guys to, to just continue to spread the message that, hey, man, you know, Waypoint is a place that you can go for free, watch as much fishing and hunting content that you want, and it's never going to go away. You know, it's never going to be demonetized. It's never going to be um, whatever the word you want to use, corrupted by some sort of, you know, different woke theology. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a place for fishermen and hunters, and it will always be that way. Love it. That's awesome. That's the yep. best thing right there, man. It's like you got to go where your people are and you got to support it. Otherwise, it just goes away. Yeah. And again, thanks for letting us be part of it. Yeah. Man, Thank you guys. I mean, doing it. It's been amazing to work with. And, and this you. has been so much fun. And I just look forward to doing more with you guys. We got to figure out a way to to uh, book a hunt or, or something really cool. Let's do it. We'll do yeah. a hunt and go-karts in the same week. <laughs> hey, we can always go go-kart again. We can do that any time of the year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, boys. I want one. I have one ask of Waypoint. Mm-hmm. Get us a damn fishing and hunting category through the podcast scene. <laughs> that would be so awesome. You guys that could do it. Amazing. You could. I think you guys are the ones to do it. You think? I think okay. so. Turner, that's your job this week. <laughs> this week. All right. Well, I'll <laughs> yeah. just call. Uh, just CEO. call Apple. Or maybe Apple. Zuckerberg. Just yeah. <laughs> just Zuckerberg probably give them your. He probably has their their number. Yeah, I'm probably sure he's call. open to hunting and fishing. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, oh, he now loves it. He does it on his uh, on his little surfboard thing that he rides. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, jujitsu now, so uh, maybe we can get some get uh, him to follow the Joe Rogan path. You know, maybe. Elon might be our guy if we can just get him to like get in. The, I mean, he could do that fast, right? But th- think of the difference it would make. I, I'm sure it would make for rankings. It might shed light on the shows that like are actually in the category, the like the correct category. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it doesn't make a difference. I don't know. But it'd just be cool to see hunting. Because for a while, we were wilderness and comedy. And I'm like... <laughs> comedy. <laughs> vague? Okay. Yep. Oh, whatever. But uh, next is spinoff... There dumbass, is there a dumbass category? Because we need to go into that, too. <laughs> that was a subcategory under the two. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for taking the time to do this with us. Thanks for having us on the network. And supporting what we do, even though we do all the things that woke society doesn't like. Um, so that means a lot to us. And I uh, learned a lot from you guys, actually. This was a fun yeah. conversation. And let's do the next one in studio. Okay. Sounds That's good. Sick. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Where nice can people find you guys. everything you guys do before we go? Just give one hard plug. All your podcasts, everything. All right. So <laughs> the website, waypointtv.com, app, um, kind of the Netflix-style app on uh you know your phone um all the smart tvs you know just download it like you do netflix or hulu or peacock or anything like that on the fast channels samsung vizio lg plex zumo local now uh pluto um if you go to our website waypointtv.com there is a big section at the bottom that says ways to watch that'll tell you every way to watch waypoint um it's 100 percent for free uh, like I said, I mean, Fubo is a um, <clears throat> is a relationship that we have, and that's the only one that you have to pay, but you don't have to go there. Go to Samsung, Pluto, um, website, app, and um, check out our podcast network. If you go to waypointtv.com slash podcast, you can find over 120 different podcasts that are all about fishing and hunting, 
Uh, we do some overlanding and some hiking podcasts, but they're, they're very high quality shows and, and very great producers to, to work with and to listen to. Awesome. Cool, man. That it? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it's not like, is that it? it? But you can watch our shows over there on Waypoint. We got Saltwater yep. Experience, Into the Blue, uh, Sweetwater, Life on the Water. And then you can listen to my podcast if you're into fishing, uh, Tom Roland Podcast. I have awesome. MMA fighters and all kinds of people on there too. So it's, it's fun. That's it's exciting. And then rumor has it that you're going to be guesting on our fishing podcast, tackling tacos. Oh, love it, man. <laughs> sounds awesome. Let's do it. I love tacos and I love tackle. Well, I love both. We haven't done our own fishing podcast yet because I don't know if you guys know, but they call me Kurt dance. Kurt dance. <laughs> That's what they call me in Canada when I went fishing. And it's not because I'm good. I've never heard before in my life. And not, before, not for his dance moves. Yeah, I'm not a great uh-huh. fisherman, but I try like hell. Bill Dance has uh, gone around the world, man. We were in the Bahamas one time bone fishing. And, um, you know, if, if you're familiar with bone fishing on a fly rod, you got to strip to set it instead of raising the rod like a bass or something. Mm-hmm. And when you raise the rods and set it, he said, you Bill Danced it, man. You messed up. <laughs> you Bill <laughs> Danced it. Uh, is- we have some more plugs courtesy of our marketing uh, department, our wonderful, wonderful marketing. Department. Let it eat, man. Uh, so the the launch of our original series, the Real American Road Trip, um, airs every Monday at 9 p.m. and 9:30 Eastern time during Waypoint TV's Mission Adventure Monday. The host, Danny Pruitt, is a uh, North Georgia native. He's extremely charismatic. Um, the show is is really interesting format. It's about 30 to 40 percent fishing. Um, and the rest is going around the town, just having a great time exploring local breweries, food fest, meeting people that, that have interesting stories there. Um, the launch of a new season of The Raven Project with Randy Birdsong is um, coming up. We have a giveaway August 14th to September 4th going on here soon called Beat the Heat Giveaway, sponsored by Abyss Battery for all you fishermen. Two winners will get an Abyss Deep Drop Electric Reel Battery and an Abyss Abyss Waterproof Cast and Waypoint and Abyss Apparel. You can enter at waypointtv.com. August 17th, 6 to to 11 p.m., Waypoint TV's Covert Country, presented by Osseo Gear, is going on right there. We're presenting big game and whitetail content from the newest season of Team 200 for all the Adam Hayes fans out there. Um, we have a Primo's Marathon going on August 24th, 6 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Back-to-back elk and whitetail episodes featuring Will Primo's and friends. Funny story, he actually hunts just about 45 minutes uh, north of me here on private land. And um, I've, I've seen the elk herd over there, and it's, it's really amazing. So tune in to see that herd. Um, awesome. August 28th to September 9th is the Elk Stravaganza. Elk Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday afternoon, nonstop elk hunting content featuring Primos, Team 200, Strut and Buck, Western Obsessions, Hunt Stand Beyond the Grid. And last but not least, October 2nd through the 14th, there's a bow hunting blitz featuring all the Fred Bear content. So awesome. that was a lot, um, but I appreciate <laughs> you guys giving me the opportunity to kind of showcase everything that we have going on courtesy of our, our wonderful, wonderful marketing department. Um, Love so it. Dude. And, and many more to come. I got an episode idea for the new original series. You guys just launched. We get, get that guy up here. We're going to take him to the depot to eat. 
which is right here, right across the street from the studio. We'll get them some good grub. We'll feed them some good whiskeys. We'll podcast with them. And then we're between the Mississippi and the Rock River. He could do some fishing. And then we'll take them down. We'll do a WCB Quad Cities tour, which is where we're at, which is Davenport, Iowa, Bettendorf, Molina, Illinois, Rock Island, Illinois. And we'll take them on a, a brewery just tour and just uh, get wild with them. That's Sounds like idea. you'd like it. We would. He would not have a bad time, I promise. There's a lot of breweries around here. There's a lot. And uh, they're all on the river. We could... Uh, we get on them duck boat things and go across the river and pub crawl. It'd be a good oh, yeah. time. So <laughs> let me know. Good. We'll make it happen. I can. I know some people around here. Just me, yeah, Doug, and Eric. <laughs> yeah, I'll give the uh, I'll give the pitch to Danny. We'll see if we can make it happen. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, if he's not into that, I, I mean, guy doesn't like fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for doing this, Doug. Eric, you got anything for get out of here? No, just thanks and thanks for letting us uh, be part of it. Yep, thanks for all you do and. Thanks for coming on. Right on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Watching, listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. See you next week. Peace. Peace.